had the privilege of leaning in close and learning from a veteran Christian leader, Bob Anderson. And oh my goodness, if you haven't listened to that one yet, just pop back to last Monday's conversation, part one with Bob Anderson. He just did such a great job of reminding us of what we need to prioritize as Christian leaders in order to have staying power. And today he continues that conversation with a couple more very practical and very concrete ways that we can be sustained and strengthened and find joy and peace even in busier, more hectic lifestyles. So I just can't wait for you to join me in this conversation and to learn from him. I'm Tara Wiley, and this is Staying Power, and I am here to create a space for Christian leaders, whether you're leading in your home, in the workplace, in full-time ministry, in missions abroad, just creating space for us to lean in close to the Lord and to each other and say, how do we endure? How do we sustain? How do we not give up? Because it's real easy in today's day and age to say it's just too hard and to hang up the shingle and say, we're done. And um, I'm seeing it left and right. And my heart is grieved, but I also know that that there is hope. There is hope for every one of us that we can find joy and passion and a sustaining grace that keeps us going and following God's call after our lives all the way until he calls us home. And again, today we get to sit with someone who is living that out in front of us in a powerful way. So join me as we listen close to what the Lord has to say to each of our hearts through Bob. I think the biggest need we have in walking within this fullness of Christ, this indwelling thing that we need to do is create the space in our heart for God. And I think that's a very, very challenging thing for us to do because of the the noise around our life, the the movement, the the busyness. I talked with someone recently that said, you know, uh, where it's at is is being as busy as I can possibly be. And I thought, I don't I don't agree with that. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. the, the most important we thing we need to do is have a prepared heart with God to offer people. And um you know the challenge for me with this is I can't do that with a hurried life. I have to slow down enough. I can't do it with a noisy life. In fact, here are most of the transformational Things that I've gone through from college until today have been where I've been quiet, I've been still, I've been uh, listening to God. And yes, I can learn things in a, in a church service or in a retreat. I, I've, I've heard the best speakers around in retreats and, and ministers, but the transformational things happens if, as I get alone and kind of unclutter my life to really listen to God. Makes me cry. Um, I it's <laughs> well, it's just let me, so let me it's end this a little bit. Psalms twenty three, which everyone knows, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. 
And this is David speaking, and he was a busy man. And he ran an army. He ran a nation. He, uh, you know, did wrote books. He did everything. But he said, Jesus, the living God, is leading him beside not noisy, not turbulent rivers, but quiet and calm rivers. And uh, that's where, you know, I believe David met God. And I think that's where we meet God, too. Where we're invited it's to interesting, him. the verse right after that, it says, he restores my soul. Mm-hmm. So we have the leading beside the quiet, calm waters. And then God restores our soul. Everyone yeah. wants a restored soul. You know, we pay a lot of money for counselors and things. Mm-hmm. And we'd all love to have a, a restored soul, but we're not so ready to be quiet, and to be still, and to yeah. have solitude enough in our life where Jesus can can speak to us. Yeah, mm, that's so true. I just before we met, um, <laughs> just before we met, I was journaling, and it just it just literally goes right into what you were just saying. This idea of learning to be peaceful and living at a restful pace Mm. is critical. Um, And my last little line to myself was, what if productivity in this year gets a new definition? Mm. I think, um, was it just last year or was it two years ago that we celebrated um, the BSU or Christian Challenge? Year and a half. About a year and a half ago. And just to give context to those who do not know you, um, in that space were hundreds of humans whose lives were completely and radically transformed during their years in college Mm -hmm. because of the ministry that you spearheaded. Mm -hmm. And in that room were hundreds of people whose impact was exponentially increased because so many of them ended up saying yes, whether it was yes to leading a family God's way or yes to full-time ministry or yes to being missionaries on the other side of the globe. Like the fruit was almost overwhelming to even begin to consider in that space. Um, And yet, and yet, we were led by someone who said, I am not going to do this at a frantic pace. I'm not going to do this with this sense of every second we've got to be running. It has to be overproduced. It has to be, you know, all of these things that the world says it has to be. Um, You have always had a quiet spirit that pervades um, in the way that you lead. And I think the world, we are tempted um, as younger leaders to look at what the world says is fruitful and productive and it is loud and it is fast and it is noisy and it is overproduced and it's a lot of stuff and events and things. And, um, man, I'm so grateful. For an example of, guess what? There's a different way to do this. And like you said, it's the Psalm 23 way. It's not that David wasn't productive. He was very productive. Um, But my goodness, to Mm. prioritize those still and quiet Mm. places first. And when he didn't, he ran into trouble. You know, don't we see it, right? (laughs) Psalms 51 is all about uh, 
the prophet Nathan, you know, challenging them that he had had he'd committed murder and an affair, adultery, and he just got his eyes off off that. One of the the thoughts that I was thinking in this line is uh, Psalms forty six ten that says, mm. "Be still and know that I am God." You know, there's some things about God I don't think we'll ever learn unless we learn to still and to quiet mm-hmm. our heart. And, you know, uh, I'm I'm retired, so people would say, well, yeah, Bob, that's, that's for you to say. Well, you know, I, I can understand that, but I meet with guys on Monday morning. One guy is a young uh, physician at, at this and also does a lot of the athletic physician care for basketball mm-hmm. and volleyball and football. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has two little ones and a wife. And he is, he could give this talk as easily as I could mm-hmm. because he's in the, and he's in the middle. It could be a rat race for him, but mm-hmm. he's learned how to quiet his soul when he can, when he yeah. uh, has some minutes over lunch hour Yes. You know, or, or in the evening after the kids go to bed, he gets up early mm-hmm. and he's a busy guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has found to rest in the Lord and, and quiet his heart. And, it, you know, it's it can be done. And mm-hmm. if it can't be done, then probably we're busier than God wants us to be. Exactly. We need to look at our priorities and, and our time schedule. That's um, good. Yeah. I think too, Tara. I'll, I'll you jump in any time. You know, besides the not hurrying and the and the mm-hmm. wait and the and the rush and the noise, we need to learn to to wait on God. Mm. And uh, we we're not very good at that, especially in, no. in our world where you can get on Amazon and have something you know you ordered in China in three days or so. Uh, <laughs> we're not used to waiting, even in a in a line at Walmart, if I get mm-hmm. in a line with three people, I'm looking around mm-hmm. for a shorter line here. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and yet uh, Psalms 40 verse one says, I waited patiently on the Lord and he cried to me and heard my prayer. And uh, I think a lot of the things I've done, whether it's praying for China for 27 years, that God would let me have a part in what he's doing there. And I prayed almost every day for China. And uh, uh, right now, uh, if you looked at my prayer journal, you'd see a page for about, I think it's 11 people now that I pray for every day that are far from God. And uh, I don't, uh, God hasn't given me how this is going to conclude. And, and uh, but he has laid them on my heart and I pray for them and I'm waiting on him. And, you know, this is really hard for us in the West to do that because we don't, we want to cram in everything we can in our schedules. And, and what lets out, what is left out is usually quiet time reflecting on God's word and the unrest conversation to have with God. Mm. Those are the, uh, the things that gets left out, I think, for most people. Yeah. I think, too, because of our culture, when we are invited to wait, when God allows waiting in our lives, a lot of times it feels like a no 
or it feels like a removal of his approval or his presence or surely we've done something wrong. Why are we having to wait? Why isn't he coming through? How do you, would you encourage someone who is in a waiting season to maintain a faithfulness and trust in that season? Yeah, it's a great question. I'm glad you asked it because I'm not sure I've had that that question before, so I, my wheels are spinning here. Mm. Um, I think for me, the biggest component I need to have in my life in this area of waiting is live a surrendered life every mm-hmm. day. If I if I surrender my life to Jesus day in and day out, then I can handle the weight. If I'm not living a surrendered life, then I get uptight about the weight. I get anxious mm. about the weight. I get unsettled about the weight, whether it's the money coming in for a church building or whether it's someone that's way far away from God that, uh, you know, I don't see any traction. I've, you know, I've, and I don't think my kids would, would mind me saying this, uh, prayed for years that they would become really close. And they, mm-hmm. they all three of them have different things. They all three of them live different places. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we had a family uh, reunion. The kids were so close. And, you know, I've been praying and waiting, praying for that for 15 years, more than that. And uh, so I think the surrendered life is really a key. Uh, you know, there's a lot of verses on it. John 12, 24, less a grain of wheat falls into the mm. earth and dies. It remains alone. But if it dies, uh, you'll be you'll bear much fruit. So I'm, you know, there's verses and verses on that. So I think to Mm. wait, I've got to be surrendered to Jesus Mm. and trust him. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Wow. Wise words. Uh, Any last thoughts for, yeah, that struggling follower of Jesus. that's just trying to find the courage to keep pressing on. Yeah, I well, I think as I you know said a while ago, I think we need to embrace the reality that caring for our own soul, our own heart, is really the start of having a ministry mm-hmm. outward. Because mm-hmm. if we lose that battle, then we're only ministering in the flesh. Right. You know, it's John fifteen five. Jesus said, "I am the vine; you are the branches." That communicates an incredibly close relationship. Mm-hmm. If anyone abides in me and I in him, the the same brings forth much fruit. So the reality of fruit bearing is abiding in Jesus. And, you know, in a practical way, I have a Bible reading program. I have my old journal here. You mentioned about Mm -hmm. journal. Uh, Some people are are writers and journals. I'm not totally uptight on that, but I do know that if you've written it out, you've thought it out. And mm-hmm. so as I read the Bible, I'll note down things that God is saying to me. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the, you know, the, the staple diet I have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Well, would you be willing um, to just take a moment and pray over those who are listening in and taking part in our conversation over their lives and over their invitation to stillness? and to presence, and to waiting, and to surrender. Um, 
as they pursue like to chase after God. Okay, will do. Thank you. Lord, I thank you for these moments that we've had together. So grateful for Tara and, and her desire to want to not only walk with God herself, but to help others. I pray that you had used uh, our time here together to for eternal impact, that uh, you would glorify your name, Lord. And I, and I uh, include myself here that we would learn more and more to not live a hurried, rushed life, Lord. but live a life where you really can lead us along those quiet and still and peaceful waters so that we, uh, our renewal, our transformation will then happen as you live in us. So, Lord, we just believe you for uh, your love and your faithfulness to us. We embrace that. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Bob. Great. What a gift. Thank you. which half of this conversation I appreciate more last week's or this week's. I just know that this is rich. This is powerful conversation that we need to sit down with individually and just prayerfully come before the Lord and say, what element of what Bob has shared do I need to be sure that I am applying in my life? And I said it last week, I'll say it again today. As you think about what Bob talked about today, and these were challenging words, invitations to stillness, invitations to surrender and waiting and what that looks like in our everyday lives. Um, but oh, I, I have seen the fruit in his life and I've borne the fruit in my own life of what happens when we do life God's way, when we do it at his pace, when we do give ourselves pause. And I love that he emphasized that that can happen even if you do have a very busy life. There is still room for the pause in your life. And even today as I'm recording this, I had yet another conversation with a woman who uh, serves people in this community who, especially moms, who are just feeling like they are constantly depleted and not getting refueled and refilled. And we were talking about sometimes it's just it's just a couple minutes. It's just a couple breaths. The intentional giving of space in our lives to the Lord. Uh, he exponentially increases our strength when we come before Him. And so we're going to lean into that on Wednesday. And honestly, we might even lean into it again next week, getting really practical with what does it look like to lead this way, God's way, God's humble and gentle way. I am excited and, and refreshed and encouraged myself, and I hope you are too. Please share it with a friend of yours who's feeling like he or she is at the end of their rope. They're not alone, and there is hope, and there is a way through that can yield peace even within the season that your friend may find themselves in. I am Tara Wiley. This is Staying Power, and I am cheering you on. Thank you.